1: We're your sweetie
2: sweeties. Hey, everyone! I'm Wa, and I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu series.
1: Yes, but through our own lens, which could be peppery, maybe a little bitter, maybe a little salty. I mean, probably a lot salty. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet.
2: Hi. Hi. So today we're talking Meghan or Harry and Meghan episode <coughs> three. This is a Netflix documentary where we get to see the love of two amazing humanitarians from across the pond from two different worlds. One is royalty and one is a mixed race woman from Compton. She's
1: not from Compton. <laughs> Wah.
2: What's wrong Wah's with being from Compton, Chris?
1: Nothing. be like out- I want now, I want there to be like a rap song, like what's wrong from being from Compton, you know. But it's not gonna be me that's gonna sing it's it. That, yeah, I definitely not, like don't know, and I'm what's sorry wrong
2: it. with Compton. That's what it is. It's just like what's wrong oh, yeah. with Compton, not what's wrong, yeah. With yeah. Being from Compton. What's wrong from being from Compton? That's why i not, <laughs> you
1: know, like, not it's not the, not the one. Yeah, yeah I need you
2: to geek. get your like iambic pentameter together to know like how many syllables are in like a stanza. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's um, wrong. so we start off this episode where they are faking it for the cameras and just giggling and looking at each other with glee and we get a good shot of her engagement ring. And guess what? I do not care. Um, <laughs>
1: but hashtag your whole thing on this episode. All right, well, I will tell you this for the listeners, by the way. One, I did not know that when we started this docuseries review of these three episodes that there was what? Three more episodes coming. This is only volume one. Three episodes of volume one. We did not know, my loves. We didn't know. Okay, so we didn't know. And so I feel like- we
2: know- yeah, we don't we want to do, do him, but like, should we? And the thing is, like, our, our numbers say no.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm like, half of me is like, I might watch them and I'll just do it for Patreon if you want to do it, you can. That's what I was thinking.
2: Okay. I mean, really, Patreon, do you guys want this?
1: Yeah, listen, if you are giving us $10 a month because you've gone to patreon.com backslash docu-sweeties to see the visuals of everything you're watching and unedited footage of what you're listening to right now, if you did that, then you have a lot of say in the uh, docu-sweeties world, honey. And so in the universe, you you call the shots, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, going to choose,
2: Chris Fair, where you want to fucking sit. Because that okay. sitting back and then coming forward to be really loud on the mic does no one no good. You went from I know. like- you went from like, oh, I'm sitting back here. And then all of a sudden I came close and I'm just going to be a nightmare for the editor. Okay. So what do I do? Is it somewhere just in the choose. middle? Just choose where you want to sit and stay there.
1: Oh, wait, what I need to do is put something behind my back, I guess. Yeah, get
2: you some pillows. Get you some pillows, girl.
1: I'm leading myself. You talk
2: okay so we start off with that and um they bring it to megan in real life and she's like oh yeah a fake reality show <laughs> and then we start to see like mixed race mixed race mixed race like a lot of that we're hearing and so they're letting us know like where where this episode is going this episode is going to talk about what megan's impact had on the uk or or what impact megan had and her racial identity had on the UK. Um, So we talk about how the landscape of um, England or British Britain changed um, in like the early 70s, late 60s, where they decided that they needed people to do low-paying jobs like nursing, which is like wild that anybody would think a nurse would be a low-paying job, but nursing and factory workers and different things like that. So they started to import a lot of the brown folk from the commonwealth so there was a large influx of indian there was a large influx of caribbean folk and african folk that came to the uk and so it it seems like it was a campaign to kind of change the history of the uk's um role in the slave trade um they always and that's something that i i will admit that i've always thought like you know what England is better than the US they got out of, they banneded slavery a long time ago long before the US did and like they're obviously like smarter and better people and know how to do history and human human behavior better but like watching this and knowing that it was like an actual like event sort of campaign to kind of change the history so that it put Britain in a better light they saw the way the wind was blowing and they were like oh we got to pivot and so they did and um, they just talk about how uh, they. Then they go from there to to talking about how Meghan coming and dating Prince Harry and like walking the parades and like waving and shit. How it what it meant for. Brown people in the UK, brown people, black people, people of color in the UK was the first time in this sort of like institution that we saw a lid. I mean, just, I mean, like really not even black, more so just like dark tan, you know, and they were just so excited for that addition and what she meant and how the um, young royals were taking the royal culture in a different direction. And I do remember those like times when Harry and Meg and Um, the other two, William and Kate, got together and did things together. And I thought it was, you know, really cool. Um, Then we jump to the fact that um, the Paps, the paparazzi, how wild they are and how there's this expectation that the Royals are supposed to perform for the Paps. And if they don't give them enough, then they threaten to, like, release information that they must know a dirt against any royal people and um the paps were crazy they would like pay her neighbors to like put cameras into her backyard and they went after her friend's parents like to get anything and someone's meg's friend mother was quoted about how she really liked princess diana so they were looking for anything to show how megan was like this crazy Royalist digger, gold digger. Like she, all she's ever wanted to do was get into the Royal family. And I just was, I was just like, wow, England is wild that anyone would believe that anyone in the U S is like, truly trying to figure out how to begin the Royal family. Like, yes, maybe there are a few wild people, but definitely not like a mixed raced black girl who's like an actress. She's definitely not trying to like... like People who want to like figure out how to get into the royal family have already moved to England. Like they don't live in the US plotting. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: know, unless her plot really was like step one get a video with me in dog ears. Step two, get my famous friend to upload it. I wish they would tell me again what friend it was that like me uploaded it. It's like horrible they didn't tell us. Um, Yeah. I Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think that there's also like, if it's not that Megan wanted to be the royal family, I guess there is somewhat of a idea that Megan is a, is is climbing towards fame or like was interested in being uh as on top of her, on top of people's minds and, and lips and tongues like at the you know she wants to be famous i guess is what i think a lot of uh her critics would say so i'm bringing that up because it was actually interesting for me back in episode 2 when she left Uh, the part in where her school teacher reads her yearbook because it was like the PS script of like, also, by the way, when I come back, I'll be super famous and I'll like, remember you, thank you for everything or whatever. And like, listen, that's the kind of thing that any like glee actress. Yeah. Leah Michelle ask person, like, you know what it is? It's like Megan Markle gives me like a Leah Michelle kind of vibe and, or a little bit of like a Reese Witherspoon from election kind of vibe, you know, like, has she i think that she wants to uh, listen. they it's yeah this is a pr docuseries and so like people want to be seen in a certain way having said that i mean i know i feel like i'm sounding to be like somewhat critical of megan it's not that i am i i definitely don't care about william and kate and all like i have no desire to like give any sort of admiration to like any royal family i mean that's fine i mean grace kelly yes i brought her up earlier just because she was so elegant
2: and lovely and i'm american anyway wow. Well. i mean anybody who did theater put in someone's yearbook when i'm rich and famous remember me like we all did it i did it so like and am i rich no am i mildly famous no but people know
0: who i am
2: chris you and I, I have more followers than the average joe like, there have are- you been not recognized.
1: Uh, have you been recognized from YouTube? Yeah. I have. You have yeah, too. Yeah. So you're
2: mildly famous. I, I was recognized from YouTube in Tennessee. See? So- and I was, yeah. So, See? <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. Lord, I really been. Yes. Okay. Anyways. So, down and out,
0: losing stress. You Always.
2: one time, like, visited, like, a sub- like a subscriber slash,
1: like, fun lovely fan person, like, in their house or something. You have, like, weird like experiences. Yeah, I,
2: when I went to Canada, the yeah, I, I mean, Sophie from the Mohawk territory was like, girl, you want to come to the reservation? You want to come to the res? And I was like, sure. And I got into this stranger's car and ate yeah. food at her daughter-in-law's house. Talk so, about. like... <laughs> so when i say like i mildly i'm not famous but i'm a little bit people know who i am people who i don't know know me mm-hmm. and like and it's it, it just you know so i i if somebody were to say that she's hungry for fame i'm not hungry for fame but i do have a a, a couple people around the country and in, 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 and in the uk specifically we had a whole like little gathering you know who know who we yeah. are but anyways so um we then start to we kind of jump back and forth between like the role with the royals yeah. and the paparazzi and with things that are happening in her life. So I think the, the next yeah. major thing we talk about is her niece. And this is my question. Okay. If her niece was raised by her grandparents, does that mean that Megan doesn't know her her grandparents? No,
1: it's the paternal grandparents. Oh, paternal. Yeah, her niece was raised, and they and they, you know, they were given. The only reason why I know that is because during the explanation of this, they're using a family tree kind of graphic, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so she was raised by her paternal grandparents. And even then, in this graphic of when we see who the niece is, which is okay, so the niece is uh, Meg's steps. Uh, no, half older half-sister's daughter, right? So the older half-sister's name is Maithen, Samantha Markle, and she looks like a belligerent Kim Cattrall. I don't have to tell you. She looks like Kim Cattrall, honey, if Kim Cattrall never became an actress, honey. Like Kim Cattrall just drank her whole life in the middle of like, I don't know where, America. That person is who, exactly who this person looks like. Okay, I mean, I'm so sorry, but truly. So that person has a daughter, and on the family tree, the family tree does not illuminate who the father is, doesn't say give him a name and then shows his parents as being grandma and grandpa. So obviously they weren't either. They weren't, didn't want to put them in the movie that they, they just want. So actually I you know, I I'm happy for it. It must be like a sign of respect and privacy because those are like normal ass people that raise this person's or this person. But yeah. So uh, Meg, finds out from her dad because her and her dad still have a relay at this point that um that her older sister has uh gotten back in touch with a niece her niece with sorry her daughter slash Meg's niece and Meg starts to email her and that email turns into like a phone call or whatever and they become friends.
2: A trip to Louisiana, like Meg is like, I really love her family. Um, she's an only child. She's not close to her siblings. In fact, she doesn't really know them. They don't know her middle name. They don't know anything about her. And so um, she starts to rekindle or uh, re- create a relationship with this niece. And um the niece doesn't have a relationship with her mother, which is Meg's half's older sister. Mm-hmm. So when when they start to create a relationship, and when the Paps reach out to her, she immediately creates all these lies and it's like, "Yeah, I basically raised Meg," and Megan's like, "I don't know you, you don't know me, so what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Yeah, we we we've become estranged since 2018." Meg's like, "We've been estranged my entire life." Yeah, what are you talking about? And so when the niece tried to like reach out to her mother and be like, "Hey, weirdo, who never raised me, like why are you doing this?" She it it became evident to the niece. That the mother was somewhat jealous of Meg, and I don't know if she was jealous of her because she was her far younger sister, but they're 17 years apart, mm-hmm. so maybe she's jealous of the fact that the father spent so much time mm-hmm. with Megan and like mm-hmm. kind of moved on maybe from their family. Who knows? Who knows That's what Amanda did.
1: I know, I know. You're saying who knows, but when you're saying this, it feels so right. It feels like there's this little hits, where, like, she was with him every weekend, and the and the, and the parents are all out of the house. He's working as a lighting designer. He's also at this time involved in her high school, immaculate light. He's doing the lighting design for her theater, and she's doing theater. So, like, she must hear. So Samantha must hear, like, oh God, dad is or hears. You know, dad's spending a lot of time at his younger daughter's high school, just doing this. Boy, did he go to any one of my blobity blues? Probably fucking not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So. It, it, this i don't know this this reeks of vision. just like
2: childhood jealousy and obviously she's a grown-ass woman but she the fact that she lost her two kids to her partner's parents means that she was obviously going was through another something. kid yeah the the niece was raised with her sibling with the oh. with a parent uh yeah so it was just like she lost two of her kids you know so she obviously <laughs> probably holds some animosity against her father because of how is it that the oldest kid is doing terrible and the youngest is doing so well and has always done so well like meg you know she's the fact that she was on a show yeah means that she is a successful actress yes like there are thousands of us out there who have never been on a show who's never even got close who've gone to audition after audition and nothing so um you know bully for her maybe the nose job helped
0: uh, mm-hmm. Oof, I wish okay. So.
2: okay anyways so we then we go into a little bit about um harry and how all of a sudden they start to air out harry's mistakes like they talk yeah. about some stuff that he's done which would be the nazi thing how he's had did some, you know like, about that no i didn't I didn't know. It's interesting because I know that Juan knows nothing about uh,
1: or doesn't care at all about royal stuff. And I don't care either, but I'm a pop culture aficionado. So I remember the Nazi thing. Like I remember seeing the pictures and I remember, like, I really did have the idea of Harry that most Americans and that he knew Americans did. uh, And therefore like they talk about like, he was the bad boy that might be racist, that like parties a lot. And that like, likes to probably like, you know, like all his girlfriends, by the way, were all very skinny blonde girls.
2: Oh, I just knew him as, yeah. like, he was probably partying and, like, fucking hoes and doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a
1: prince. Can you imagine? I mean, like, could you, like, literally any tool that comes to L.A. with, like, uh, you know, that makes one movie and gets a little money, like, gets, you know, Fs around. I'm just, I can't imagine if you're, like, a prince at some point. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not that I don't think that he did all the things he said he did in the documentary, which go through like a whole huge metamorphic transformation from like a annoying, privileged, you know, uh, out of touch white guy to like an incredibly woke, you know, uh, anti-racist. Yeah. Yeah and I'm a social activist and, there, in the, and I think that the truth of course lies somewhere in between he wasn't as bad as what you know I you know we said and it wasn't you know or whatever and he's obviously not as and he's not gonna be as great as what he wants us to think you yeah. know everything is something in the middle Go
2: mm-hmm. ahead. yeah no I think you're right I think you're absolutely hit the nose on the head so they gave us a little bit of his negative history and talked about how he was in this bubble uh, but then he went to the military and this is the one thing that shocked me I didn't realize that he'd been in the military for 10 years and mm-hmm. I, I thought that he was doing when i knew he was in the military but i thought he was doing some kind of bullshit like paper pushing i'm a royal so i didn't go to the front line but to know that he had like actually gone to the middle east like now i'm not saying the man had active like fire every day but he drove a hell he r- drove a helicopter he like was in the field with the guys and i thought that was really really very admirable of him and and i res- totally respect that career so um, Wait, can I say something? Could you imagine, as if, could you imagine if we required
1: of our American presidents to e to a having either served in the military, in American military, and or b having had like pushed or or at least like supported their own children going to military service, like? Now, I think that maybe back in the day, there was, I mean, listen, back in the day, for sure, there was, like, definitely presidents that were, like, generals and things like that, right? Like, it was, there was much Mm -hmm. more of a military, I feel like, tied to, you know, the head of the military, the president, you know? so But, yeah, there is not that now. Like, I can't imagine, I mean... I'm trying to think like, OK, so like well, obviously you had John McCain, fun, obviously,
2: who was like a prisoner of war. And yes. th- that's why I always respected John McCain because of the way he, the way he ran his campaign. Uh, I just couldn't get with his VP. And then like then you have like Joe Biden's son, I think, is is somebody who did the military. One of the wait, them. the one that died. Not Hunter. Hunt, one of them, them has sorry. cancer. And one of them has a drug addict. Was a drug addict.
1: Yeah. Did so Hunter's don't. the one with a drug addict that has a laptop, honey. That like we were supposed to know about a lot and care about. <laughs> and then the other one h- passed. Yeah, yeah. The one that passed is the one that Hunter then hooked up with his wife, which is bananas. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that at all. Wow, that's a real thing. Yeah, that we get crazy. Talk but anyway, so anyway, listen. I'll, I'll, having said what I just said, now I just all all families are fucked up because, you like, you know, like that's a fucked up thing. Can you imagine if the royal families? And I almost kind of wish they did. Like, what if? I mean, what if like so? Yeah, what if William died, and then Kate married Harry?
2: I mean, that's what happened though. Like when you needed to take care of your husband, your brother's wife. Like that. Ha- that's Deadwood, right? Isn't? I mean, don't you remember Deadwood? The yeah, yeah, you're Cherokee. right. That is like, that, it, that the, the wife and child that one his choice. <laughs> he married his yeah. brother's widow. Widow.
1: Yes, I remember that. That was so great. Yeah. Remember when we could? Walk, uh, remember when we could have driven through Deadwood, but we couldn't? Okay, go on.
2: Walk. Um. So yeah, then we move over to talking about how the queen ushered in a new era for the royals, and how um she made it her life mission to change the optics but also keep the commonwealth together and i have a quote from her Mm -hmm.
0: i declare before you all my whole life whether it's long or short shall be devoted to the service of our great imperial family if we go forward together the commonwealth will continue to stay stability continuity and the future generations now i Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of Tracy Ullman
2: uh, from back in the day from HBO. And that's exactly how she would do that woman's voice. And I always thought she was just being extra. And it turns out that she was spot on. When
0: that woman Mm -hmm. said continuity and the stability of the Commonwealth, I just kept laughing.
2: (laughs) I was no. like, she doesn't even sound royal to me. She's like, if that is what the royal British sound is like, well, yeah are, we are. I'm like, give me Dame Maggie Smith any day. I just need to hear the Dowager of uh, the Dowager of Downton because that's what I think a British accent is. Like. I know nothing. I'm a, I'm trash on nothing. Go ahead. No, I you are no,
1: you are Leslie, what well, you're not, you're not trash when it comes to accents, honey. <laughs> She's gold. Okay. So um, yeah, you know, and we'll get into this. Yeah, there is a certain formality with British life and British culture, and it's going to be the way they talk, it's going to be their elocution, it's going to be their word choice, it's going to be the smallness in which they display emotions and gestures and reactions. And it's it's not prop it's a it's because such big things are not proper and they seem to uh distract or want attention and the 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 act of doing that that thirsty kind of behavior is extremely abhorrent to like that kind of upper level british culture like anything that we would consider extra or or thirsty like that kind of any you know is just you don't do it and so why, this ha- why we can talk about this also when it comes to this documentary is uh, a really great part where Meg is talking about what it was like for her to turn into a princess. And basically they talk about whether we should think about the Princess Diaries being like sort of like a textbook of what happened was she given classes or whatever like how to do the way which is like no no one did I watch to YouTube which I found fascinating and I like almost didn't believe I mean I believe her but like at the same time I'm like I'm actually surprised because I had to go to classes not to be a princess but I had to go to like etiquette classes and i'm just like, i mean and i'm not even a princess i wish i mean i you know so like i'm i feel like didn't why wouldn't you why wouldn't they, they, they hire someone a little coach honey she had to learn how to wave which is very small you know like they just want to be like as opposed to <laughs>
2: <Hi>! <laughs> <You're like Americans. laughs> like, It's so wild the way they made it seem I, I mean don't you think it is kind of like racist that they didn't like not racist but like Harry wasn't prepared to have somebody in his life and really be there to know what she required. Like, I mean, when they talk about her wearing neutral colors, so she never upstaged the queen. And then, but the thing is though, like every outfit I was watching, so, like black people will go, well, every once in a while, just go on like a Meghan Markle, like tirade. And they'll just put up every single fucking outfit she's ever worn in public with them and just put him up against Kate Milton. And Every black Twitter person is like, "We stand, Megan." And the truth is, is that she looked fucking great for most of it, even when she was wearing that poop emoji hat.
1: Oh well, yeah, I think that I, I, the only thing. The, listen, I I think that she there's been some tailor issuing issues with megan because she like she's gotten real skinny before and some of her outfits have gotten to be like kind of loosey goose that's the only time it's like been such a thing because i don't know i think that i think that kate has just for some reason better better tailoring and i kind of did like kate's wedding dress more than i liked meg's and that's only because as i've already said i like grace kelly who the kate middleton dress was basically a Copy of Kay- of Grace Kelly's dress. Anyway, so uh, the Princess of Monaco. It's fine. So having said all that, um, no, I I listen. I I I. It made me sad when Meg was like when she talks about having liked parts in the beginning. How some parts were great, like in the beginning, you know, like some parts were exciting and they got to do the you know the the summit together as four, and you know, like I, I think they're. I I wish that this story had turned out better. Like, I wish that they had been able to, as a foursome, change the monarchy from the inside. I wish that they were able to come together and know what each one of their individual strengths were. Because, you know, like, I think that Meg's, Meg has a lot of skills and strengths that she could have really given to the monarchy. And I think that it would have, at the end... Behooved them. Be to strengthen. Yes behoove and strengthen the monarchy, especially in the future. And I I really don't know how it's going to sort of survive this documentary. And I don't even know what's gonna happen when Prince Harry's book Spare comes out. Spare.
2: that mean? I mean, is that like a bowling reference?
1: Uh could be. Uh also like spare, you know, like spare king, you know, like spare son, you know, like oh, there's, no, a I know that. there's
2: a son. What does that mean? Uh, I'll Google it. Like a spare. Do you have a spare tire? Oh, but I've never heard that in reference to a child. I know,
1: but like, what do you, what do you consider? How do you like a spare, a spare tire? It's an extra tire. It just in case you need it. It's in the back. It's in the back. You don't really need it though.
2: But in an emergency, you got a spare tire. The title spare derived from the phrase, the heir and the spare, which might refer to his relationship with his brother, the heir to the crown Prince William's. Ooh, what does the heir and the spare mean? The heir and the spare or the spare in the air has long time been a common refrain to describe the monarch and their sibling. In the olden days when disease was rampant, the death among co- children common having multiple offspring or spares were necessary to ensure the family's line. Oh, okay, Cool.
1: Yeah. You know, like as someone who watched so much Game of Thrones, you know, that son, honey, and a couple of sons. And the more you can be have sons, and the more you can have a family. It's like, you know, bulletproof. Okay. So um, yeah. So, it you know, so those parts, parts of the document make me sad for what could have been, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't hate anyone and I want the best for everyone, you know? And so it's like, it makes me actually sad as a family to even see the drama. This almost feels a little bit like it feels reality show esque. Like this kind of feels like Richard family drama from Real Housewives Beverly Hills, or the Gorga family drama from Real Housewives of New Jersey, where it's like, yeah, just like watching families really show every nook and cranny, honey. English, yeah, every English muffin nook and cranny on on the screen Go tastes
0: ahead. like it's got butter inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love you by the way don't you love an english muffin Ah, i mean i have two kinds right
2: now i have regular and wheat. (laughs) you know i also love digestive biscuit okay get them
1: oh my god you guys if you're listening to this a digestive biscuit is so good it's like a cracker cookie, thick ass cracker cookie. It's a cookie like with the thickness and sustainability and and funness of a cracker. And, And you feel like you can eat it like at the end of the meal. For some reason it feels like, oh, it's like the thing you eat at the end of the meal to digest. You know, when you need extra cookies to help digest the meal you just ate, which can happen to the best of us. So Um, If you were to still talk about this, you know, yeah. So uh, we talked about how uh, he was in a bubble and he, you know, went to the military and he learned how to be better. And he, you know, obviously had talked about in the first episode his travels beyond, you know, look at her English muffins. Should she, she, I don't know why she she thought that she's gonna eat what two a day, wah? (laughs) But wah, how many English muffins? I mean, they go
2: bad. Are you gonna freeze pack? You should freeze a pack.
1: Anyway, so um, I bought um, the
2: wheat, and then I w- tasted them, and I didn't. They didn't have enough nook and crannies, so I went back today and got the um, not wheat. So I will freeze them. Good idea. Yeah. Um. So you know, one other part that they really want us
1: to understand is that Harry and Meghan came together under the also
2: besides it being like a divine pairing of two lovebirds in liggity love. Okay? I mean, just they found each other and they are perfect for each other. And they la, la 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 love each other. He very much will keep saying like, I just never
1: thought I'd find a woman that could put up with everything. And like, you know, and by the way, when he says that, there is 1 billion women and not even a billion people watching Netflix. So 1 billion women being like, bitch, yes, you could have. I'm right fucking here. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, like, I'm not listening. I can say this because I don't have to deal with racism so it's a mild joke and this whole stocky series is about how Megan had to deal with racism so I know what I'm gonna say is whatever but I also could like have dealt with my own thing of having to dress up and like you know like walk around and like shake people's hand and they would t- they would talk shit about me too they would call me fat really horribly fat just like Fergie they would like say my nose is big and I have like a you know whatever divorced parents and like they would probably go up and down like myself and who knows what they would oh, say
2: I see I see if you married Harry I thought was Harry- something happened that happened to you in real life
1: no, 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 no. They would be like somewhat mean to me too, but it, it may be mean to a lot of people. But I know, but when he was saying how hard, and, you know, how hard he thought it'd be to find someone that could do it, I'm sure there were a lot of women out there that were like, "Did you, did you think about me? Did you, did you look me up? I feel like I could. I feel like I'd be good at a princess thing." Um, that was a joke. So moving on, flat. So uh she but she does do it well she's an actress you know she knows how to speak well and she has always somewhat cared about um activist things so two parts that we i like about meg is she she shares two things from school one is that she had watched a commercial and it was for like like dove detergent like where you'd wash dishes ivory ivory go ahead no, you do it, but it's ivory. Okay, so ivory detergent, ivory dish detergent, And it was basically a dumb sexist commercial from the 90s where they're like, women everywhere are throwing their gloves away after the softness they can achieve from washing the dishes. I was some bullshit they were. like They basically were like women wash dishes and women are the only one that washes dishes. And so she wrote a letter to them and she was like, hi, man, uh, not only women just wash dishes, like sometimes men wash dishes. Can you just like not be horrible? And they did. They actually changed the commercial for her and she felt really great about that. And I'm sure she was in a it was a great defining moment for her that she could affect change in this world. Um, I believe I, I believe that she enjoys affecting change in this world. I believe that she enjoys making a difference. So I feel that she has done a lot of work to do that. I just, you know, I just, it, moving on. So, okay. So another part that happens that I really, really also love that she does is she recounts verbatim a poem that she had written in school, which is about being divorced. Uh, sorry, it's about from being from a divorced family. And it's something that her and Harry have in common. It's one, uh, one of the divine aspects that brought them together. It's the charity work. It's the fact that they understand what it's like to be children in the middle of two parents. And I know that life, honey, I know it. So this poem I thought was really great. And I think that mega is a very good balance of someone who is very smart very gifted in a lot of ways is a good speaker has a good eloquence and poise about her like these skills that she and and, and an activist like all of these skills would have made her a really great princess so Let me just say this. If you hear any sort of part of me that like feels like, I sometimes feel like I'm just like hating on Meg. It's not that I hate on Meg at all, but I will say, I think that she would have been a great princess if this had worked out. It's not her fault that it didn't, but like, it's just, it's, it's, I definitely think it's the media's fault slash. um, I think that she should have been given support by the monarchy in a way that showed that the monarchy wasn't racist because it would have helped the monarchy even i should be like oh it's because it should be it's it's what's good to do right but the weird thing is not standing up for her in these tabloid stories just looks so bad for them on their pr standpoint it's another reason i mean just like it's so interesting how this like fell apart because they really, I don't know. they really could have behooved each other, well.
2: I really think that the monarchy probably is not self-aware enough to recognize that racism is a thing. Like a lot of times, like when things were happening in the u s um with racism, the Brits were like, "Notice, it doesn't happen here Now, the Black Brits were like, "Oh, absolutely racist. not not to that level but definitely racism and an unconscious bias towards people of color. And so I think that the monarchy probably just didn't couldn't smell their own shit, you know what I'm saying? Like they just weren't they were just thinking that it was an American thing. And when th- when the racism stuff came out about her from the paps, they they had that precarious relationship with the paps to where they felt like they couldn't push back against it. Because who knows what the paps would have done to them had they condemned them because they have a relationship with them. So I think that's what got in their way of like years and years of not going against the paps, years and years, they let Diana die, you know, years and years of just like them doing whatever and just like kind of bowing to them. Um, And when it was time for them to come from underneath that, they were unable to see that it was time. And what are William and Harry supposed to do? They were raised in it. They were fully raised in it in a way that no other monarch before them had been.
1: No, that's true. Yeah. So they go over the difference between a royalist, a royal expert, a royal. uh, There's these these different ways in which journalists in the UK can use a somewhat like gifted Title as a journalist that gives them access to the palace and then gives them kind of credibility to lend to a story and what they also say is that which is true which is uh, it, it, so it comes up a lot in the, in the crown the British monarchy is b- pretty much paid for by the people by they're the they're They're not, they are not, they have a lot of money with themselves that they, but they don't have to spend a lot of the money they already have. They have have crazy generational wealth with comes to castles and such, but they don't even have to spend a lot of money for living expenses because they get a salary and they're paid for by the people, which is absolutely crazy. Okay. But in order to, so basically at this point, in order to keep the charade going, they got to do this little dance, which is. Okay, we gotta make people feel happy and content and like they're getting a part of us and the part of us they want, which is um which is the part of Americans, you know, they're just they're they're the versions of you know, they are our like high end celebrities that we that we know and care about that have ascertained a certain level where they're there and not there at the same time. I feel, where like, they
2: don't have- I feel like they have to show their babies. They have to show like their milestones in life. They have to do a certain amount of humanitarian work that has nothing to do with real issues like me too. Um <laughs> they have to just kind of be this figurehead and be this like th- whatever that person is on the on the front of, of a giant ship, like whatever that what is that thing called? Like a the the like woman who's usually like Wait Winslet? Yeah. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. They have to do that. And so uh, in order to remain, you know, to use that money that they have, I mean, in order to not use the money that they have in the bank. Um, (laughs) So it's very, 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 it sounds very American. Like, I feel like Americans do that, especially like big conglomerate business, like capitalism is that capitalism is at heart, making other people pay for the rich to be able to stay with rich and wealthy. (laughs) so it makes sense to me um I mean I just think that like they yeah I think you're right they absolutely missed the boat and that they they are at the whim of and once they get off the tit they need to get off the teat that's what they need to do is get off the people's money and figure out a way to make money and continue to make money and you know whatever you know it's like celebrities when they get gifts and you see a celebrity like having a Dior bag. And the truth is, is that they didn't buy that Dior bag. It was gifted to them. Or the 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 um Birkin. Like, you know, there's a budget with these companies to send celebrities handbags so that they can be photographed by the paparazzi with these handbags. And then the people would want to spend their actual money on it. And like a celebrity doesn't it's like YouTube people, YouTube influencers. Like they don't buy their shit. They get it for free and they use it and then we want it. So uh, that's the way the, the royal family is. So, so he, you think, yeah, yeah. I, if, if we if they no longer were on British people's dime,
1: literally Kate Middleton would be like a teeny Blends tea partner. Yeah, she would have to make money. And she's not I mean, I don't know what she's going to do. She's like, do. Never,
2: no, I don't want to. Here's a picture of my child. Yeah. <laughs> um. So um, we get her we're, we're getting closer and closer to the wedding and she has to tell her niece that she can't come to the wedding. And this is heartbreaking for her niece. But I mean, as an adult, I'm like, girl, get over it. You know why you can't go? Because your mom fucked fuck things up for you. So just go ahead and just like come to the after party.
1: Yeah. So the I remember also this situation kind of happening with her dad and they start to show us a tam- timeline. So obviously we know that this this older half sister is just like a goddamn mess. Right. And like we obviously knew that in the past that her and her dad were like close. But something happens between high school and this moment in her life where they don't seem to be like soups close or there seems to not, there seems to be definitely a disconnect because even though they talk or whatever, what happens is suddenly they get word that a story's about to like go and they, and they see it and it's her dad snapped in a cafe reading like a book like Images of Britain. Like, as if the dad was like, well, my daughter's gonna be the future princess. Let's see what this country's like. And and so Megan was like, "That's weird. And then Megan's, and this is how Megan says it, that her press guy was like, that's fake. You know, and then she was like, really? And then so... She starts to try and call her dad, but he's like not really listening to her. And then he call he like answers, and she's like, Hey, like, what, what's happening? Like, you know, and he's like, Oh no, those weren't fake. Like, I really did that. And it's like, it's so weird that, like, you know, they they got those pictures, they gotta go. And she's like, Oh, that's weird. And then another story comes out, and that story says that he had a heart attack. So then she starts calling and texting, and he does not answer. And she's like texting six, like, I'm not even caring about the pictures, but like, are you sick? Like, what's happening? And like, he's not responding. And then she gets a text that's worded very awkwardly, and she feels like his phone has been compromised, and therefore he has been compromised, and uh, has to thusly, a like not have him in her life but also B she realizes that he's not going to go to the wedding because of the heart attack and stuff so like her plans of being taken on the aisle by her dad is pretty much up in smoke like four days before so this is a really devastating I, I actually like hate this part of it and I like didn't know back in the day who had cut the cord of like who like I thought that was Meg saying that she he can't come to the wedding but the docuseries frames it in that she learned he wasn't coming from the wedding
2: from a tabloid
1: story. Why?
2: I didn't watch that. Remember, I thought I finished the whole thing. I have no idea about this. Like The last thing I remember seeing um, was what Stephen no. Lawrence. When they talked about how the, I guess Stephen Lawrence, what 25 years ago, was a black man who was stabbed by five white guys at a bus stop. And Britain did not bring those people to justice. It was like the Central Park Five and that happened here in the US and New York City. And so that's the last thing I remember seeing. So when you were talking about this, I was like, what tell me more what happened So Wait, I, I mean I'll have to rewatch it because you said you didn't know exactly what happened but it looks like I, that's crazy to find that she had to find out from the tabloids that her father wasn't coming to her wedding but it feels like the entire time she thought he was and that, she had a good relationship with him and they were cool the entire time. And all of a sudden he just like sold her out for some money. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't know if it was like, it, it, you know, I, yeah, that's, that's what it framed it as. Hey, did, did you know, did you know about the
2: Stephen Lawrence thing before? This? Absolutely I don't not. Know. Never heard of that, but I mean, also I it's, mean. it happened like 25 years ago. So I would not have heard of it at that time. There's no social media 25 years ago. So I wouldn't totally. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting that, that Britain had a similar thing. And so perhaps when the May, the Floyd, um, I keep wanting to say May, Mayweather, but the, the um, (laughs) George Floyd, George Floyd situation happened. Like Britain's Brits, black Brits were like, yeah, we had the same shit happen. Uh, Michael Brown, like, you know, we just had a, like the last couple of years being black in this country has been wild. I mean, it's been great for me because now like black people are happy to be black and not to say they never were, but like, I've always been raised that way. And so now I'm kind of like, oh, you guys are late to the black train. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but it's it's brought to us together in a way that I don't think we've ever truly been together, specifically and especially on social media. So
1: yeah.
2: I really felt for them in that moment. And I really thought, yeah, it was it is a great thing that Meghan Markle showed up with her um, straight hair and her n- n- straight nose. So I'm glad that she's there.
1: You know, it takes all kinds to make a world. And, um, uh, you know, their world is, you know, they're able to make their world kind of what it is now that they've left the family. And I think that they're building from the ground up what they want. But, you know, it's like it's there's been some blowback to this documentary and there continues to be. There's people making fun of her when she curtsies and there's people saying that, you know, that they had left, supposedly left, the monarchy for a more private life. And obviously this is the opposite of that, but they said they never said that, that they said they were going to uh, continue in public roles in their own way. And, you know, like, you know, so they have to make money and their Netflix deal, like, you know, allows them to not be on the British dime. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of what we were. Yeah. Like of, you know, yeah. I mean, I I lied when I said that Kate Middleton become like a Timmy Blends tea partner. Like she's first generation. So the the British monarchy went all to hell now. They probably have like better, cushier jobs. Like we're like, maybe she could also get like, you know, honey, a Hulu deal. I'm not quite sure. Definitely something in the BBC.
2: Um, Oh, Yeah. I mean so, the thing is though like Meg had money before she married Harry they didn't have as much money but that she still had money and like um I looked at tig.com and it's technology integration group so that's not the right uh website um but, but tig like, huh but tig oh and like I also think that like you know they will make money in the US just from even doing whatever people who have that much access and that much wealth are never just going to be poppers. like it's a, that's not a reality that is ever going to happen like at the end of, at the very least that woman meg and marco could get on msnbc as like a correspondent like oh, like yeah she could have meg's corner like just talking about whatever as like oh, yeah. married to the royals but like I just, i'm a little annoyed that um that she is doing it in America. Like I want them to go do it somewhere else. Like we, I, I, I don't need them here, you know, personally. But I guess if they want to be here, they can. So here's what um TIG the TIG says to all my TIG friends. After close three beautiful, as, after close to three beautiful years on this adventure with you, it's time to say goodbye to the TIG. What began as a passion project, my little engine that could, evolve into an amazing community of inspiration, support, fun, frivolity. You've made my days brighter and filled with experience with so much joy. Keep those um, keep finding those TIG moments of discovery. Uh, what does TIG stand for? I wonder, I don't know, but anyways, it's, it's no longer there, but she still pays for that domain. And then there's pictures of her dancing with a little African child. Great. Um, so I just feel like, you know, sh- they're trying to create a space for themselves in the U S maybe it's the same space that like Oprah once occupied. Maybe it's the same space that, um, you know we don't have really like a young power couple maybe we do but they're not as overt they're not as obvious as these two we don't have a young power couple couple in this country because we have the obamas right they're not young but they're a power couple and uh we had kanye and uh kim i mean while you you can sneer at them they they were that couple for a while doing whatever getting people out of prison um, and so, like you know, we have beyonce and Jay-Z who are like silently doing things. Um, so you do have a couple people who are just like out there doing stuff on a global scale, and maybe they want to fill that position.
1: Yeah, you know, like my personal favorite is George Clooney and a mall, but obviously, um, you know, listen i I don't have to tell you other than it's time to go. Did it yeah a it's time to go b they did it they released it and um i i hope the best for them and i wonder what the queen give us a little as our last moment wa mm-hmm. give us a little bit of the queen queen's comments cre- the queen's review of this docuseries or how she feels about it
0: overall i feel as though This documentary was very divisive and told a lot of untruths about my family. We are very happy people who are here for the Commonwealth and all of the British peoples around the world. So I wish my grandson and his wife all the best. However, they are no longer welcome in Britain. Oh, thank you, and good night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, also how hot is hell? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, Anyway, that is the end. Very Very hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh my loves i thank you so much for listening uh, if you want to follow us on instagram you can it's at docu sweeties you know what i was gonna put up i have like a video there's a live of tiffany from 90 day fiance doing her eye makeup and i was like i gotta put this up i gotta like just like show us i, I love her eyeliner anyway um if you want to follow us on tiktok it's no, sweeties. Yeah, go to instagram you just go to Instagram, but if you, it is, it's Sweeties one on TikTok and Twitter, and
2: then on Instagram is DocuSweeties. Of course, we also have a Patreon. Tell us about is it. On Patreon.com/slash/Docu DocuSweeties, it's ten dollars a month. You can get the visuals. I mean, you could get these visuals.
0: Google, right yeah, after- the <laughs> you can get the visuals of uh, the
2: visuals. I don't know, you can't do it of um, what you're hearing right now um, on that. As soon as we are done, we're going to put this up on Patreon. They're going to get it immediately. Immediately. And then um, you can also hear our lives every first Monday of the month where we talk about whatever things we like. And then... You can also get any like fun things that we're only going to get the Patreon. So, this week, what we're doing is we are going to talk about 90 Day Fiancé, the single life. We're going to talk about the boring couples on the free feed. But if you're a Patreon member, you get the juicy details. So, you can do that. And we appreciate yep. it. We do. All right, you guys. Um, thank you. Stars. <laughs> also, give us
1: five stars. Look, listen, do a bunch for us, and we'll do a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, scratch our back with all of your might, and then you know we'll we'll give you a little feather tickle. Uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.